Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Scouting Report. Joining us today on the podcast is the running back from Central Michigan, Lou Nichols. Lou is an incredibly special, incredibly talented young man, and we are so excited to have him on the show today. Now, even though Lou is just a freshman, I can't actually list all of his accomplishments because we'll run out of time. So I'll just start by saying that he had 1,848 rushing yards, which was the most in the country. He also led the nation in all-purpose yards with 2,186. He had 18 total touchdowns, which led the Mid-American Conference. Not only was he the MAC Freshman of the Year, but he was the MAC Offensive Player of the Year. He had two games with over 210 rushing yards. He had another two games with over 190. <laughs> In addition to his awards and accolades, he completely changed Central Michigan's program overnight. He's what you call a gamer. With an historic season on the books and another one on the horizon, we're so, so excited to have him joining us today. So, without further ado, here is another episode of the Scouting Report Lou Nichols. Lou, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. Lou, you just came off of an incredible season. You guys won a bowl game, but on top of that, personally, you had incredible accomplishments, as I've already mentioned at the top of the show. You led the country in rushing and in all-purpose yards. What does that feel like? Man, I'm really, truly blessed for all of it, man. Got great teammates, you know, great coaching staff. You know, they put together great coaching game plan every week you know teammates bought into uh just the the running game and uh, as a whole of the offense and as a whole just the, the whole team mentality you know to just go out there and play fast and physical man so i'm really just blessed for the people around me just blessed with the opportunity that i was given yeah man it's really exciting and you should be extremely proud of yourself i mean there's very few people who can say they did what you did um there's literally one every year who gets to say they led these you know specific categories rushing, all-purpose, you won a few awards. But to do it as a freshman, it makes it all that more special. So, again, just congratulations. That's really sweet. Okay, so first of all, Lou, your name's Arthur. Where does the name Lou come from? Yeah, first name, Arthur. Uh, My middle name is Louis. Um, Really, man, I was just kind of born into it. Um, Growing up, my dad, he went by Lou, you know, because I'm the third, so... My dad's junior, he went by Lou, you know, when he had me, all his friends would just refer to me as Lil Lou, you know, you know, as I got older, as I got bigger, then that's when the Lil Lou just kind of fell off and it was just became Lou. So really, I was just kind of born into it, man. Nice. Well, this question's a little cheesy, but when you're out there on the field, whether you produce a big play or just something's going on that, you know, you're the center point, do you ever hear the stands go, Lou? Definitely. Uh, here at Central, they definitely do that. Big plays, big runs. Really, as soon as I touch the ball, sometimes I hear them say it, man, and I love it. Yeah, it's really fun. I know you grew up in Detroit. Did you play other sports growing up, or was football always the one? Um, I started running track around, I want to say about 10 years old. No, actually, maybe about 8. Between 8 and 10 years old, I started running track. Uh, but mainly, it was just football. All right. And, and was there an age or just kind of a time where you said, I'm going to start taking football really seriously and something shifted in your mentality towards the game? Man, uh, really from the moment I started playing, um, I just loved the game for some reason. Like it just it was just something about it, you know, just, you know, growing up watching dudes on, on a TV, 
And then and really, I just fell in love with it. So from the moment I picked up the football and got that opportunity to play, you know, I just fell in love with it from the start. And so how old were you when you actually started playing when you were real little? How old were you, about five? Because uh, I know that here in Florida, you know, they get them started super young. These kids are hardly running, but they know how to play football and hit. Yes, I was five years old when I started playing. Uh, I, my birthday is in August, so I was five, the whole uh, training part. And then once the season started, I had just turned six. So, yeah, crazy. Did you always play running back or were there other positions that you were interested in? My first year ever playing, uh, like I said, I was five, so I was on a team, but I was, I was, I was really young, you know. So I, I think I played corner, you know. I got in when we was up big or down big, you know. But the second year playing football is when uh, I got introduced to running back, so that's where it all started. All right, so let's fast forward to high school. When would, yes, did you start receiving offers to go play college ball? Uh, my first offer was after like my ninth grade year, um, from Akron, Akron was the first school to offer me. And then, uh, my sophomore season I played, uh, that's when Central offered me. They came to see me play a game. And, uh, that was when I, you know, met them and they, uh, gave me an offer. So Central actually was my second offer, but Akron was my first. Wow. Before sophomore year. So you ended up getting a lot of offers throughout your high school career. I'm wondering why did you choose CMU over the others? Uh, really, man, just the opportunity to play, you know, opportunity to get a free education. And uh, I had some other bigger offers, you know, Power Five, but mostly, you know, they didn't really want me to be the guy. You know, it was a lot of, well, we got this kid and, you know, from Texas or from wherever, if he doesn't come, then hey, Lou, we'll, we'll think about, you know, signing you in. Me personally, I just didn't want to, you know, go into a situation like that. Um, always wanted to go to a school that wanted me, you know, that wanted me to be the guy. And really, CMU was really the only school that wanted that. So I just took that opportunity. Man, good for you to just to bet on yourself. You know, a lot of people would be very comfortable just taking a Power 5 offer. But you said, I want to play right away. I don't want to sit behind someone else. I trust myself. And clearly it worked out because of all these records that you just set, uh, you know, leading the nation in all these categories. So I, you know, just I just want to harp on that again, because it's got to be so easy to look at a big offer and say, that's where I want to go because I've seen them on TV. And then Central Michigan offers you and yeah, you're from Detroit, so it's not too far away. But like, a lot of people don't know that school. Okay, it's not like a like a top ten, uh, you know, name brand school. It's not in the Power Five, and I'm sure there's a lot of people around you saying, "No, go over there, go somewhere else, go don't go to CMU, go here, go there." And the fact is, you took things in your own hands, and things are paying off already. So I think it's really great. This episode of the Scotting Report is sponsored by NIL Empire. Are you a college athlete looking for brand partnerships? Did you know that NIL partnerships have already produced over $10 million in partnerships to athletes all over the United States? Let NIL Empire strategize, develop, and grow your social media platform while finding branding partnerships and deals that keep you focused on your game. As a client of NIL Empire, you'll get your own branding strategist to help guide you along your journey and help develop and grow your social media presence. 
NIL Empire's branding strategists take away all the work from the modern student athlete. From brand outreach, marketing strategy, to negotiation. Go to NILEmpire.com to learn more and tell them the scouting report sent you for a 10% discount. Lou, what motivates you? Because the thing is, there's so many things that go into being a student athlete. And with the season that you just had, a lot of teams are going to be very aware of your talents now, and they're going to be game planning for you. So you're going to have to work extra hard, and I'm sure you know that. So what, going back to my question, what motivates you to work so hard and keep pushing? Man, it's a lot, you know, everything, you know, from just the regular conversations I have with people, you know, the way they think of me, the way they talk to me, like I really use a lot to motivate me, man. Really, I mean, I could go on and on just to, you know, really just the late nights of being hungry as a college student, you know, to not having this, not having that, like all that stuff motivates me. Like one day, you know, I'm gonna have everything I want and all I have to do is work for it. So man, like literally, man, everything motivates me, everything. I find the littlest thing, you know, like I said, someone can say something and they may not mean nothing by it, but it just hit me like, man, like, you know, I, one day I'm gonna be somewhere, you know what I'm saying, to where I want to be. So I just, just got to work hard. So man, I feel like really everything motivates me, everything. Lou, my next question is about consistency. So in your first four games, you know, you're a freshman, but you still had a pretty impressive run. You had uh, 175 yards against Missouri, 195 yards against FIU. After that, I'm sure teams are now realizing, okay, we're going to have to game plan for this young guy who's basically wrecking every defense that he goes up against. How did you manage to stay consistent And before I let you answer this question, the listener should know that in your last eight games, you had over 130 yards in each one of them rushing. And just rushing alone, you had over 202 of those games and over 190 in two other games. Uh, Really, it starts off mentally, you know, just understanding the opponent, you know, and really not it, it goes towards the opponent. But really, you just have to understand, like, whoever's out there. You know what I'm saying? They're they going to get this work. You know what I'm saying? That's just kind of how I approach it. No matter if it's Power 5, MAC team, whatever, you know what I'm saying? They're going to get this work. And, uh, really, just the preparation, it, it starts in practice. You know, it starts in film. Like I said, understanding your opponent, you know, getting your teammates to understand, you know, where you are mentally, your coaches, you know, and, and the preparation and practice. You know, I, I take it upon myself. I, I feel like I practice extremely hard. You know, every, every rep in practice, you know, I treat it like, it's a game, right? You know, because that's how I believe it transfers to game day. So definitely, you know, the mindset, just preparing and, and, and in practice, man, you got to take all those reps serious, you know, because that's how it's going to, you know, translate game day. You can't just flip the switch and hope you make plays. You got to practice hard all week. Well, clearly you were very prepared. <laughs> now they all know. Um, so uh, I want to ask you about what those big moments are like for you. You know, you had a bunch of runs over 60 yards. You had a bunch of games where you had over 190 yards, as I've mentioned. You had four of those. When you're absolutely crushing like that, what's the vibe? Are you in a state of flow where you're thinking, give me the ball, get out of my way, no one talk to me? Or are you, is it more calculated? Is it more friendly? How would you describe that? I mean, really, man, I've been doing it, I feel like, for, for a while now. Like I said, I played running back since I was six, seven years old. So, you know, it's definitely a flow. You know, it's definitely a rhythm. But, man, really, I I just I really don't think that much out there. It's really just reacting, you know, 
once my numbers called, when you know, I just got to make plays for my team. And uh, really, man, I said it's really it's, it's definitely no thinking. It's all reacting. Like I said, the mentality starts early in the week. It starts, you know, from the first practice, from from the first film session, from all that. So, like I said, it's really just it's it's definitely a flow. It's just a rhythm, man. Just gotta you know believe in yourself and work hard and just play ball. Like I said, I've been doing it for a while now, so that's really what it is. Natural instincts. Yes, sir. What running backs or players do you like to take from in terms of modeling your game after? Who do you like to watch? Uh, when I when I was younger, man, I loved Adrian Peterson. You know, that was definitely one of the first guys I looked at. Like, man, like if I could be just half as good as him, I'd be all right. You know, so I definitely modeled my game after Adrian Peterson growing up. But uh, nowadays, it's really everyone, man. Derrick Henry. Kamara, uh, Nick Chubb, um, Dalvin Cook, all the elite guys, and not even, you know, the elite guys, every running back. Anytime I'm watching, you know, college or pros, I look at all the running backs, and I try to take away anything I can, you know, because, you know, we're all learning from each other, I believe. So, you know, anything I see from any of those guys, I just add to my game, and you know, yeah. You're 100% right. I think the NFL and the NBA, you know, basketball and football in general, are the most imitation-based sports. Yeah. Just in that, when you see something work, like a trick play or like a blocking scheme or like a zone defense, the other teams around the league, the scouts, it's literally their it's literally their job to understand what's going on. And then there are people who will go in and adapt and try and figure out how to replicate that success. Lou, straight up, are you the fastest player on your team? See... I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Look, we, I don't want to get you in trouble. No, nah, no. Nah, listen, see, when we're running sprints, we got a lot of different sprints we run. When we run a lot of the change of direction and stuff, I'm definitely up there, really, in any of the sprints we do. But I definitely believe that I'm uh, one of the fastest guys on the team, especially because I feel like it all comes down to the end game, you know. So some guys may be fast, you know, in t-shirt and shorts, and but when it's in game, you got the ball in your hand. I feel like, yeah, I'm definitely. I have to say I'm definitely probably the fastest. Do you have a favorite drill to run? Uh, we run this, um, I'm trying to think of the name of it. I think it's called a 55-yard shuttle. So, like, we'll run five yards and back, five yards and back, five yards and back, and then we'll burst off about 30 yards. And you got to touch the line every time. So I think that'll probably be my fa- my favorite one, just getting down, changing direction, you know, using my explosiveness. I think that'll probably be, besides, like, the, just the regular – the straightaways and the, you know, the strides that we run. That would probably be my favorite. Here's a hypothetical. First of all, do you watch a lot of NBA? Uh, Not that much, but I'm definitely, you know, caught up to most of the guys. Okay. So from your perspective as an incredible running back, who would make a better running back in the NFL? Giannis Antetokounmpo or Russell Westbrook? Definitely Russell Westbrook. Yes. Definitely. Because, I mean, Giannis is about seven feet. You know, I don't think, you know, as a running back, you got to be able to, <laughs> you know, change direction quick, get, get in out of cuts. You know what I'm saying? Giannis can do that. But I think Russell Westbrook would be perfect, you know, for, <laughs> for a running back. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned Adrian Peterson, right, as kind of a prototypical running back. Yeah. Russell's yeah. an inch shorter, but basically they've got the same build. Maybe Maybe Russ is just a little thinner and faster if anything. In fact, I'd really be curious to see who would win that race, you know, if they were both in their prime about to 
take off on a 40-yard dash or even just a downhill sprint. Exactly. I think Russell Westbrook will make a good football player overall, actually. I agree. And uh, I think there's a lot of crossover. Like Giannis, you could definitely put him in some sort of position. But just because of how physical and tenacious he is, I feel like he could really chuck some people around. He might be the best defensive end in history. Or LeBron could go play tight end. I mean, who would stop him? He's 6'9 and can jump higher than anybody in the NFL and can probably get up and down the field just as quickly as any tight end can. And if not faster, uh, I like, I like to think about like De'Aaron Fox. Can he play cornerback? I bet he could. So I love having this debate. Thanks for indulging me, but all right. So back to business here. (laughs) Um, so after the incredible season that you just put together, what is your goal moving forward? And, you know, I know it's a challenging question because it's hard to be realistic and not think, you know, oh, well, if I have 200 yards less than I did last season, I'm still having an incredible season. So what what is your mindset in terms of setting goals for the upcoming season? And what would those goals be? And I know I'm asking a lot of questions in one question here, but also let's not talk about the team. What are your specific goals for you? You guys can go undefeated and win a, and win a bowl game and go crazy. That's wonderful. But what I'm talking about is what are your personal goals for the upcoming season? Uh, really, man, just to just put a stamp on everything I did. You know, some people may feel like, you know, I had a, a, a I don't know, a lucky year or, a, you know, just a, I don't know. But really just to, just, to, just to stamp it, you know, to really show the world, like, this is really who I am. You know, I finally got my opportunity to show it. And this, this is really just who I am. I make plays and my team's going to win games. That's awesome to hear, man. Um, I, I have full faith in you that you can go put the stamp on. So go do what you got to do. Thanks so much for joining us today on the podcast. You know, you're welcome back anytime and good luck next season. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Feel free to follow along Lou's journey on Instagram. His handle is Lou, L-E-W, Nick, N-I-C-H, underscore, or on Twitter, at Lou Nichols, underscore. If you go to his social media and follow along, you can also find his merch, which he sells, or you can go direct to VIPSportsMerch.com. This podcast is hosted and produced by Scott Eisenstadt and co-produced by Central Park Sound. Audio production, editing, and theme song by Jordan Schiff. Make sure to rate and review this episode, and if you haven't already, please like, subscribe, and follow The Scotting Report wherever you listen to podcasts.